What up, Whiskey Ginger fans? Welcome back to the show. Got a good one for you today. Dusty Slay, my boy. This dude is great. A Southern Bell. Uh, he is the man. We caught up on some Southern stuff because uh, I got some Southern family. He's awesome, man. So funny. Go see Dusty on tour. Such a great writer. Uh, I think he's very funny. Come see me on tour. AndrewSantino.com. AndrewSantino.com to come see me. I only got four dates left. Next weekend, I think, is when I'm in Tahoe. Vancouver, then I go to Montclair, New Jersey, New Jersey, then I'm out in Niagara Falls. So come see me before I say goodnight for the summertime and go do my own thing. Also, I want to thank you to the fans. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for subscribing. Thanks for recommending this to friends. Leaving a comment down below for the Algo Rhythm if you're on the YouTubes. Like it, subscribe it, get notifications. Keep watching the show, ingesting it. We never miss. We've been here every single Friday for you. So please be here for us. It means a lot. Come see me live, andrewsantino.com. Otherwise, uh, I'll shut up and let's go to the episode. In here, we pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Whiskey Ginger. My guest today is one of my favorite people on earth. I say that for all my guests, but I mean it once again today. I stumbled a little bit, but I still got it out. It's Dusty Slay, and it rhymed. All it right. rhymed. It once again rhyme. today, Dusty Slay. Dude, good to meet you. We've never met before. We have not. We have a lot of mutual friends, uh, one of which is Aaron Weber, a great comic from uh, Nashville. Well, no. Is he from Nashville? No. He is from Alabama. Yeah, but he lives in Nashville. Lives in now. Nashville and then kind of grew up in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. Where did you grow up? I'm from Alabama, too. Wow. What's that like? Well, it's great. I mean, it's like everybody uh, seems to have an idea of what Alabama is, and in some ways it's accurate, but it's just... Uh, Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You know, I also grew up right next to Auburn, so I can get into a little War uh, Eagle, too. Did you uh, go to either of them? Oh, no. No, I no. skipped college altogether. I did about two days in a community college. By the way, skipped college is like the way of saying, I'm too bright for college. I skipped it. Yeah. I didn't I, need to go to college. Right. It's like some people are geniuses and skip high school and go right to college. I you just skipped, skipped college. college and went right to the world. Very smart, man. I get it. That's, very, that's, that's the way to do it. I wasted four years at Arizona State, and all I got from it was... Uh, genital warts. I mean, that's kind of the only thing that really came of that, unfortunately. Yeah, and you can do that without college. I know. Well, yeah. if I know then what I know now, if I knew then what I know exactly. now, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have done it. Yeah, you know, I moved to Charleston, South Carolina during my college years, and I worked at a restaurant, So, and Charleston has a college downtown, so I feel mm -hmm. like I got everything you get from college without the diploma. Or the wasting the money on it. Right. What are we talking? What restaurant you work at? I worked at a restaurant called Hyman Seafood. <laughs> Hyman Seafood, and it's a joke that I have, but it, it's uh, located- Hyman's, on, Hyman's, is it a plural or singular? It's Hyman? A, it's a last name. Mr. Hyman's. Hyman, Bob yeah. Hyman, Dan yeah, Hyman. So it's, uh, yeah, Eli Hyman. Ah. And- uh, A good Jewish lad. Yeah, located on the same block as a restaurant called Sticky Fingers. Okay, and, this, uh, now you're not. Sticky Fingers is gone now, but I right. have an old screenshot of the map where it was there. <laughs> And then I say, you know, one time I was working there and a lady asked me, she goes, oh, are you one of the Hymans? And I was like, yeah, because they named me Dusty Hyman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know how that old thing starts. You, you, you start out at Sticky Fingers 
and then you work your way into the hymen. Yeah. You work your way into the hymen. You don't go right to the hymen. You got to get stinky fingers first right, before you break true. in before you break into that hymen's restaurant. And sometimes you may not make it to the hymen's. You Most may always don't. be sticky. I'm I've always been a sticky fingers guy. I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. You're a married man though now. I am married. So yeah. none of that stuff is happening anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it doesn't apply. I like the idea that that's this old joke that's like, "Oh, once I got married, I stopped having sex." I want to start this new. Let's let's kind of rip that apart. I I think after you get married, all you're doing is having sex. I mean, you had to schedule this show around sex sessions That's with true. your wife. That's true, yeah. That's how busy you are with having sex with your wife. You know, and I say the great thing about being married, it's like, you know, if you go out to the bar and you're, and you're single and mm-hmm. you don't get laid, you're like, oh, I'm a loser, right? But if mm-hmm. you go out to the bar and you're married and you don't get laid, you're like, I'm a good dude. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah, the night was normal. I just, I was at the gym the other day. I tried to make this a joke. I wasn't able to articulate it, but I was at the gym and I saw this girl, very attractive. Yeah. I felt like she was looking at me. I kept looking at her, right? I don't know what I was doing, but I kept, you know, and then, and then uh, as I was leaving, the, the thought in my head of the, my old self where I'm kicking myself for not talking to this girl. And then I'm like, oh, you're married. You made the right move. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, I guess what I mean is it's just like a flip. All the way, times that I used to kick myself for not talking to a girl, now I congratulate myself. Right, and they like you more. They're like, look, yeah. this guy didn't bother me at all. But like nothing changed about me. I didn't become more confident. I'm just like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. <laughs> that, that feels good. It feels good, yeah. I mean, I've like, I, I was like, I did it right and got married. I, I, I did go and talk to the girl. Yeah. I got married to her. Now I don't have to do that anymore. That's right. And your wedding, of course, was at a Kmart. So yeah, says well, your hat. You always promote the venue. We got yes, we got married at a chapel. We had no wedding. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. It was really great. You didn't do the party thing. No, we didn't have a lot of money. Me and my wife, we bought our wedding rings at a pawn shop. All right. And then we went and got married at a chapel. My, my wife's Canadian. It'd be hard to get all her family here. Yuck. Half my family doesn't get along with each other. It's like I don't drink anymore. Why? Like, what will we even do? Yeah, what would be the party? We would get together, eat pimento cheese sandwiches. All everybody would be upset that there was no booze, or I'm just paying everyone to drink. The pimento cheese sandwiches did sound nice when you said that. I did kind of get a little image of how fun that would be. It is good. Just waving at each other, eating cheese sandwiches. Well, all the southern weddings that I went to as a kid, I, a lot of my family wasn't drinkers, so mm. that's what the wedding would be. Nobody was a drinker in your family. Not really. I mean, my mom partied a bit, but she wasn't really a drinker. I think she was more going out for the dancing and the. Ah, uh, and the. You that's know. like you. Do you are you a dancer? Did you inherit her dance moves? Oh no, I have a video of me trying to line dance with my sisters, and mm. it's the most embarrassing thing <laughs> because I. Can we show it on the show? Can you send it to me? And we I can could put send it on the it show. To you. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'd like that. Yeah. I would really like that. Yeah, I can't line dance, so I'm not criticizing because I don't know. I, I've seen it. I've, I've, I, you know, I get it. I, I just that's not for me. It's a nice video. We're in the living room of the trailer I grew up in, and we have the old wooden box TV. Yeah. But we've gutted the TV out, and there's a stereo inside of that hole and a TV on top of the box with the speakers. This is a Jeff Foxworthy joke. Yeah, I mean, and it is real life. That's why I was, I, you know, I've always been a Jeff Foxworthy fan because I'm like, who knew me more than Jeff Foxworthy? <laughs> He did, I mean, huh? No one. He, his descriptions obviously hit home so well for so many people. 
But how true was that to his life? Like, do you ever think was that really his life, or was he good? Was he good at observation? Was he like the 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 Southern Seinfeld? Yeah, it's tough to say because he worked for IBM. Yeah, he quit IBM to go off and. I get questioned about that. Like, did you ever see the documentary with about uh, Bruce Springsteen, where he kind of openly was like, "I didn't live all those lives that people thought." When he would write these beautiful songs, oh, like yeah. "Coal Mine" or "Sun," whatever he was talking about, like in this in this dusty bar, and he's like, "I was a regular." I think he was a regular suburban kid, but he made it sound like he was from this small town. Oh yeah, that's interesting. Living on this blue collar lifestyle, but really, I think he was just the son of a white collar guy, suburban kid. Yeah, he just had the gravelly voice. But boy, did he to make ever have work. a beautiful voice. You know, I, I met Kid Rock. Kid Rock lives in Nashville, and I met him, and I told him that Bob. I, I... Yeah. Bob, yeah, yeah, Bob, yeah. And I always liked the line, I'm I'm not straight out of Compton, I'm straight out the trailer, mm -hmm. right? So I said, I love that because, you know, I was living that life, I was living in a trailer, and he laughed, and he's like, that's funny because I wasn't living that. Right, so he, so he grew up kind of well? Yeah, I don't know how well off he was, but he wasn't living in a trailer. Sure. And yeah. you lived in a... I had Chelsea Lynn on the other day. Do you oh, know yeah. her? Yeah. I, I don't... Uh, we communicate a little bit. She may come to my show on Friday. She's cool. I like yeah, her. Yeah, but I don't She know. grew up in a trailer as well. Yeah. And she told me that when a double wide came to town, big deal. Were you a single oh, or are yeah. you a double guy? I you mean, a fancy I was guy? single wide and people will say that to me after shows. They'll go, oh, you know, I grew up in a double wide. And it's like, oh, you grew up in twice the trailer that I grew up in. You're a billionaire. Right. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I mean, at, at my trailer park, it was just, I don't know, 15 trailers, and on each end were double wides. You know? Oh, the big dogs got yeah. the ends. Yeah, they bookended it. And my buddy lived in one of those double wides, and I remember his stepdad had a laser disc. <laughs> and I went back and told my mom. My mom worked at a plant that made VHS tapes. and Re Seriously? Yeah. And so I went and told her, I was like, talking about how excited I was about the Laserdisc, mm -hmm. she really got upset with me. She didn't get upset with me much, but... That was it. Yeah. That's the where she puts her foot it down. It felt like it really hit her in the heart. That well, I'm, because you're attacking her her income in the way that she puts food on the table. You're like, you know what they got over there? Something way better than what you make, Mom. Right. Now, and you deserve to be punished for that. I should, yeah, I should I have been you. punished. Yeah. I would have hit you for I that. I was uh, emotionally punched. You were, by your yeah. mother's... Yeah. Was it just you and your mother... Would you have siblings? Well, I have two older sisters. Okay. We have the same mom, different dad. Uh, we never. I, I don't. I don't feel like my sisters are half sisters. But I like. You know. I mean. I like to paint the picture. Well, that's uh, me too. I'm the same way. I, my sister is a half sister, but she's my sister as right. far as I know. I have other half siblings that I don't really see or know. Oh yeah, that's fun because I never know when I'm going to run into somebody that's related to me. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's well, a gamble. I have a younger sister. We have the same dad, different mom. So my younger sister not related to my older sisters. Mhm. Mm and she's 18 years younger than me. That's a that's huge. So we don't really know each other that well. I mean, I try to get to know her, but I don't think she likes me. Oh, uh, why she, why would you say she doesn't like you? Well, she got, you know, I got married and I didn't have a wedding, right? So no one was invited. Sure. But she got married and had a wedding after after I got married. She got married, had a wedding, didn't invite me. I get it. So I always wondered, did she not invite me because I didn't invite her? Or was I not even on the radar? I think she probably doesn't like you. I think you, your original thought was correct. <laughs> I yeah, think so. She doesn't like you. And I'm, I'm like the, you know, I mean, I don't think of myself as famous, but of my family. I'm You're more famous, famous than them. One. And I'm I've like, never what? heard of anybody in your family. Yeah. Yeah. Why are they not inviting me? I would think that I would be the guy to invite. 
But maybe they don't want the attention all on you because it's their wedding day. That could be it. You walk in, Dusty's here, fuck! You know, people are losing their minds. That could be it. You know what I mean? The, the dudes can't stop talking about you. They want pictures. The women are just fawning over you. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's how, do you, how do you control all those emotions? It's true, you know? And sometimes my family also doesn't understand what I'm up to. Like, I told my dad, I go, hey, I'm going to do Netflix. And he goes, oh, that's great. And then he goes, what's Netflix again? Oh, no, Dad. But he, he has Netflix. So once I was like, is it your Netflix? He has an account. Actually, to? I have his, but it's my. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good that you. You're... <laughs> he doesn't know what it is, but you're on his account. Yeah, good it's, man. But it's my stepmom. I mean, she's running the. Oh, she's running the show. Yeah, yeah, she's driving the ship, yeah. as it were. Yeah, that's most households. Yeah. So he doesn't know, but there aren't they proud to know that you're. Oh yeah, I mean, once he know... really put it together, he's like, "Oh, this is great." Did you do know? Did you do the 15 with Netflix as well? No, just the 30. Just the 30. Yeah. I didn't know if you had done the earlier ones too because they had done 15 minutes and the 30 and now you're doing an hour with them. I hope so. I think so. Yeah, I we, hope so. I don't know if, I, don't, I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if it's just a rumor, but that's what I heard. Okay. Through well, the grapevine. Well, I hope so. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm still doing, like earlier today, I did some stuff with Netflix. So yeah, I think, like, you're, I think you're in the right slot. I think if, if it didn't do well, they would abandon me. Sure. They would go, you know what? We're going to cut ties. Well, we can just call them. We can call Kevin Netflix over there and just talk yeah. to one of those fellas yeah, up at the tip top. what they're up to, you know? Probably nothing. Be like, how's the, how's the metrics or whatever it is? Yeah, ask them what the analytics are. Yeah. And let's see if they'll give it to you. Yeah, they don't seem to give it out too much. They don't exi- It doesn't exist. I think yeah. they don't even, I think when they say we don't talk about it or give out the numbers, I think because they don't know how to find it. That is interesting. Like, uh, you know, women used to say, and maybe they still do, but they liked a mysterious guy. They, mm-hmm. Like a quiet guy is mysterious. And as a guy who talks all the time, I always thought, well, that's just because that guy's dumb. Right, that guy's an idiot. So in that sense, Netflix is like, yeah, we don't give the metrics out. Maybe they 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 don't know how to calculate. They don't know where it is. Yeah. Right. Or they found it and they lost it. You know, you, have you ever like misplaced a way to get to a site that you were like, I just don't know how to get back to that page to log in. But oh, yes. maybe I'll stumble across it on accident another time. That's what Netflix is to me. They really don't know how to do their own thing. So, but you yeah, know what? It's doing good for you. Yeah, I mean, maybe they never thought that it would get big. <laughs> they <know>? just assumed <laughs> it wasn't yeah. going to work out. Yeah, they're like, well, we're going to try this thing. And if it works great, if it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's what they're doing. And they're also doing, we're doing Netflix shows, or by the time this comes out, the shows will have all been done. The Festival of a Thousand Shows. So many shows. It's too many shows. I did. I have voiced my opinion a little bit. It's a. It's too many shows. I mean, I think on the night I I do mine, there's seven other things as well. Wow, too many things. But I guess people are coming. They are. I yeah. don't know where people come from. I don't do things like since I quit drinking. I don't go to things. I you don't, never go out. I don't. You know, it's like I don't go to concerts. I don't really go to comedy shows. If somebody I know is coming to Zany's and I got the night off, I'll go see it. You pop by. But it's, it's, uh, I, so I, it blows my mind that all of these people are just like going to things. What's the night with you and the wife? What's the night out? Well, we have a baby now. Um, so like we'll go get food yep. or something, but bring it home. Neither of us are foodies. People come to town and they're like, oh, where should we go? And we're like, well, we go to this Mexican restaurant down the street all the time. <laughs> and it's like in a strip mall, you know? But Nashville has so much good food, too. They do have so much. We'll go bowling. One time we went bowling. My wife was so bad at bowling that she got mad at me. Mm-hmm. And and it just became 
a really not fun night. I've been there when they're when they especially if you're bowling pretty well and they're bowling poorly. Yeah, you're the reason that they're bowling bad. And I wasn't even bowling well though, but I was just like, we're just here for fun. But she kept throwing gutter balls, and she's like, this is not fun for me. Yeah, you should have put up the rails. You yeah. got to put up the kitty rails. I should have put up the rails. You got to know better, dude. At least that way the score's racking. Uh huh. It doesn't matter if there's skill involved. No. Well, bowling, I don't think is. I think skill at a at a real level, but at a at a novice level like us, you're blindly hucking. You're just yeah. going for it. My mom was a bowler, and and she was good. Like, what is good? You know, I don't know. Over two hundred. They were in a league, oh, and their okay. team would always get second place. I think. So not that good. I guess. I mean, Not as good as you would be if you got first. Right, if they were the champions. <laughs> right. But they said they would drink. I know I said my mom was not a drinker, but now it's like she said that they would always drink and party, and they got voted most annoying team to bowl. It sounds like your mom loved to drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're right. Maybe I don't know what was happening. I was naive. I had no but idea. bowling is one of these sports, right, or activities, whatever you want to call it. Drinking is almost a prerequisite. Like, Darts, pool, any bar games in right. general, or things that are near a bar, that you kind of have to have a beer with it. Right. What kind of psycho are you that goes to the bar and throws darts sober? Weird. Really weird. Weirdo guy. And also, really weird. I bet you better be real good at darts to go sober and to play amongst a bunch of drunk people. Maybe that's a good hustle. You and I should go sober. Oh, yeah. See if we could tell. Are you good at darts? No, I don't know. Do I, you have any of these knickknack skills? Are you good at one small skill? Is stand-up the only thing you're very good I at? I think so. Yeah. You know, and that's why I don't even mind saying I'm good at stand-up. Well, you are good at stand-up. Because I I am not good at a lot of things. <laughs> so I'm like, I don't feel, I feel like it's okay to brag a little bit if you have one thing. Well, that's the, if, yeah, you're not stepping on other people's toes. That's your right. thing, and you're pretty fucking good at it. So yeah. why not? If, if I'm in a bar in Nashville and I see a musician and he's really just crushing it on the guitar or singing, whatever, and then tells a joke and it bombs, that's my favorite thing. <laughs> because I'm like, you can't have it all. Yeah, you're not allowed to ball. And usually singers are good looking. Right. So what's annoying is when a singer's good looking and he's razzing up the crowd and he John Mayers, who, who is not only a great guitarist, but also sexy, handsome, does like a little quip in between, that kills me. Yes. Because he's, he's hot and he's talented and he's got that like charming... I don't know. I just picked this thing up yesterday, and everyone's like, ah! they lose their mind. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that I can't. That's a little. He's a little. He's walking the line, even though I like him a lot. He walks that line of like, you son of a bitch, you hot, talented son of a bitch. I do like him too. Yeah, he's and very it good. Seems like you shouldn't like him, but he's on really paper. Good. Yes. Yeah, on paper, you're supposed to not like him. I think it's the line. I want to run through the halls of my high school. I want to scream at the top of my lungs. That's the one line that's like. I don't, I'm not into it. No. Your Body's a Wonderland also is not my favorite line. Yeah. Your Body is a Wonderland is, it's a line that's like, uh, it's it's not. Your body, first of all, your body's not a wonderland. Right. A wonderland is a wonderland where the trees are made out of candy and the river's chocolate. That's a wonderland. Right. No, Your body is complex mean, and really? I'm nervous about touching you and I'm scared that I'm not doing it all right. That's what it is. And you're, once you're comfortable touching each other that much, it really is not much. Not a wonderland. wonderland. No, you've at already the beginning, figured it out. At the out. beginning stages, it's like uh, it's like an old war zone that might have some undetonated bombs laying around. Yeah. So you got to be careful. And now, when you're married, now your wife's body is 
a nice place to hang out. Yeah, we have a good time, but it's I, nice. I'm not wandering around. I've, I know it now. You know where to go. And it's like, you know, if, if ever, like I, in the past, I had, you know, I got dated a girl for a long time and I felt like that I was really doing things right. Mm -hmm. And then you break up and you go get with another girl and you think, oh, now I've got it really worked out. Right. And you don't. You don't. She's different. Yeah, and you probably don't know what you're doing almost all of the time with women because yeah, so. our instincts got to be wrong. Your instincts are like, I know exactly how to make her feel good. And then you hear them talk about you to her girlfriends and then you're like, oh, they, right, I don't, I'm Right, lost. because if a woman likes you, she's nice. Yeah, she's going to be nice to you. So she's going to make you feel like you're really doing it right. You're doing it good, buddy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're doing a great little job. Yeah. It's almost condescending. No, I like when you yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah. Only when you grow as a couple do you start to admit where they start to admit, where they go, you know, I don't really love when you blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's a hard one to hear, too. If but you're going to hear it. If you've been doing something for a while and then she tells you she doesn't really like that, you're like, oh, that, that was my whole thing. That was one of my key moves. Yeah, that does let you down, but also that we deserve it. And I, women know to tell us more of that stuff because we don't really know. We're such simple creatures where touch penis and we're good. That's it. Yeah. And anyway, kick it, flip it, bop it, twist it, pass it. But yeah, that, we're happy it's we're being happy. touched. I'm very happy. But with you, complex machine. They're way more. You know what they are? They're more, you know, like those old sound boards, uh, an operating service with all the plugs and buttons. That's what it's like. Oh, yeah. Women's bodies are the inside of an airplane cockpit, and men's are stick shift. Yeah, like a uh, like a, like a a sound machine, a sound board where right. you have all these things, and, yeah. and the only thing I know is the volume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm cranking up the EQ as hard yeah. as I can. That's the only one I know, but I know that that one gets loud, and it does work, but you don't, you have to learn that. That sometimes the treble needs to be turned up or down, right? Yeah, and then a guy comes along with all fingers, like he's working a piano yes. and he's able to do it. And I'm like, do you do those things even do anything? <laughs> Maybe they do, though. They may. We'll learn at some point. In here, we pour whiskey. Hey, I've talked to you guys before about Squarespace. I love Squarespace. It's how I created my sites in the past. Uh, over the past four or five times, we've changed them as every tour has gone on. And if you use Squarespace, you know what you're doing. They got award-winning customer support. They've also got these beautiful platforms that they lay out uh, on how to, to create a site of your own, whether you're selling something, promoting yourself, you know, whether you own a CrossFit gym, you're trying to get people in to do reps and flip tires, bro, uh, or you just want to sell beautiful art. And you're like, check out what I made, or you just want to show it, showcase it. You don't have to be selling anything. Um, but Squarespace is the easiest way to create a site, like genuinely, a moron like me can do it. And uh, I told you guys to please send in your sites and we'll have the uh, team randomly pick uh, Squarespace sites. And uh, here's one for you. Uh, the one that uh, the team chose, it's totally at random, was Johnny O'Neill. He's got a place called OC Product Photos and he takes these beautiful photos uh, in Orange, California, specialized in product and vehicle photography. It's beautiful. This is just a showcase of work for this gentleman. He just wants to show you all his abilities to capture with his eyeballs and all that stuff was created, of course, on Squarespace. Squarespace is great because you can basically do almost anything on there. You can do appointment scheduling if you're booking clients. You video studio to create these videos effortlessly uh, on the site right there to promote whatever you're selling or producing or putting out. They got email campaigns so you stay connected. And the best way to do that is analytics and connect all your social media accounts so you can have these cross-platform growths to find out where your fans are coming from and who's watching it, who's seeing it. Uh, I think it's so useful, so helpful. 
and Squarespace has been the easiest for me to use. And maybe it's for you. And check out, of course, Johnny O's, Johnny O'Neill's site, where he's taking photogs of vehicles and vehicle, etc. stuff. It's pretty great. So thank you for sending that in, Johnny O. Keep sharing your sites with me that you developed through Squarespace. I'll keep putting them up here. Uh, I think it's wonderful. And uh, if you're deciding finally to use Squarespace, head over to squarespace.com slash whiskey for a free trial. When you're ready to launch, use offer code whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Once again, squarespace.com slash whiskey. Offer code whiskey to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Hey, man, it's the summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. Take your summer adventures to the next level with Bespoke Post. I've talked about Bespoke Post before. We've been on them for a long time. I love these guys. They got that box of awesome. Uh, they partner with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every single month. All you got to do, go to boxofawesome.com. Take this little quiz. Not a quiz. There is no wrong answers. Your answers to these questions are going to help them fill out the right box of awesome for you. They're going to release new boxes every month with a ton of different categories. Uh, the outdoor one, I had the whiskey one. Of course, I love the decanter and the set. Uh, each box of awesome is around 70 bucks, but you're going to pay a fraction of that. The worth is about 70. You're going to pay less. Plus, with each box of awesome, you're supporting small business. Don't you want to be that person? Support the small business. Forget about the big corporate conglomerate nightmares. 90% of everything that comes in your box of awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's totally free to sign up, which is great. You can skip a month or cancel at any time. No penalties. They're not going to wag a finger at you. So go ahead and get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter that code WHISKEY at the checkout. All right? That's boxofawesome.com. The code is, of course, WHISKEY for 20, 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com. Code is WHISKEY. I like Hey, so you told me before the show, because I said, are you, you're still touring a bunch. And you go, you said, I said, are you on tour? And you said, I'm never not touring. Do you tour? Are you one of these guys that does like 40 plus weeks a year? Yeah. I mean, when I, um, I signed with my management, my manager asked me, and I had never had this before. She goes, how much do you want to work? And I was like, I don't know. Just fill the calendar. And suddenly my calendar was full. Yeah. I had uh, the first couple of years I was with her, I worked just about every weekend. Of the year. Yeah. I you mean, never took a weekend off? I mean, I was just like, I had never had this opportunity. I mean, I had you know, my whole career, uh, I had been emailing clubs, basically going, hey, will you let me come do comedy? Then? Sure. That's how kind of we all, we all start in that route. Or you get thrown off weekends or nights where uh, somebody canceled or, you know, that kind right. of thing. Yeah. So I was suddenly, so this year is the first year that I've been like, well, let's try to take one weekend off a month. That's good. And then in June, I got a few weeks off. So I'm trying to take just a break, middle of the year, second half of the year, slammed. You need, you do need it because I think uh, uh, you burn out super fast. I mean, I've seen older guys that talk to me about, you know, I'm uh, not to mention names but because whatever, but there was an older comic who he was like, oh, I'm going down to, somewhere in Florida. And I was like, Oh, that's great. You know? And I was young, super young comic. And he goes, yeah, man, I'm picking up a check. And I said to myself, man, I hope I, I hope I, I'm not just saying that at some point, I'm just going to pick up a check. Right. Like it was laborious. Like he didn't really want to go. And of course you do have moments where you're like, I don't know if I want to go do this, this weekend or do this city. But I think to avoid that, you have to give yourself some chunks of time to just walk away from stand up a little bit. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like when I'm doing week, week, you know, week after week, it's like my comedy is getting really sharp and my sure. set is really tightening up and it's like everything comes together and it's like I'm getting callbacks, I'm working in all these things. And then I think, oh, if I take a week off, I'm going to blow that. But it just seems like if I take a week off when I go back, there's more of a creative spark. Yeah. So the stuff that I've been tightening now, I don't know. I don't know how it works, but there's a, a way that now I'm seeing it differently. Oh, I totally agree. So that there's happens. new uh, tags that come in, new ideas come in, and it's like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's so weird. Like, I don't even sit down and write jokes anymore. You never write down. No, because I, and that's all I used to do. Mm -hmm. But now it's just like, I'm doing it so much that I, I don't know. I, I can't say that if I were to sit down and write, it wouldn't help me. Right. But like Mark Norman showed up to the show last night. He had two or three new jokes he had just written. He's like, oh, this is about the Chappelle thing that just happened. And I'm like, well, that's amazing. I wrote a joke four weeks ago and that's my new one. <laughs> well, but that's most people. Norman is a machine. Yes, he is. He just, you know, he's a, hey, I'm gay, you know? <laughs> right. He has got, he's got that, uh, he has that, that plug in him to just keep pumping and pumping. And pumping. But I do think that's a personality trait too. I think some people aren't built for that kind of, I'm not that kind of way either. I don't, I like to massage a concept or an idea for a little while. I can't write it at lunch and do it that night. I mean, I've done that before, but that's definitely not my go-to. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, the last, I had a joke about them, them uh, trying to pass a bill to get rid of daylight savings time. Yeah. And I just thought of this joke uh, at home one day and I was like, oh, this seems really good. And I did sit down and write it down. Okay. And then it's been going really well. But now I'm like, how long can I do this joke? Are they passing the bill? What happened to it? <laughs> but I like the idea that they don't know. The audience doesn't know. So you can just keep saying that. I do that sometimes where I'll go, this guy in, in, in Germany, he just, and it happened four years ago. Oh, yeah. But they, they're not going to look it up. You know what right. I mean? If you just start referencing things like, they were going to pass this bill. I don't even know if they passed it. When you do that, they're already in. They don't give a shit. Oh, yeah. It could already be over because the concept is good enough where, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter. I mean, Chappelle does, uh, what, like in his last special or a special or two ago, you know, he was doing like Bill Cosby jokes and you're like, it's a little old. Oh, it's yeah. It's a little old, but it's like, it doesn't matter because the concept exists and it's fun. It doesn't matter. Yeah, and then when the special's not new anymore, will we even know how long the Cosby thing was? Of course not. Like, I wrote a joke. I, I got a tornado joke about laying down in the ditch and during a tornado. And I guess in Kansas, a bunch of people laid in a ditch and were killed just recently. <laughs> uh, bad advice and from so you. So someone commented uh, on my video and I'm like, about that. I was like, I wrote that joke in 2016, okay? <laughs> this has nothing to do with that. Back then, it was safe to go in a ditch. <laughs> right. I don't know about now. Tornadoes change over time. That is funny to think. We, it can, look, people have said this. Does comedy hold up? I don't, I don't know. You can look at a lot of old stuff of guys that I used to love growing up, and some of the jokes I look back and I'm like, that's not that funny anymore. Yeah, I think about that Steve Martin, Rodney Dangerfield stuff where I go... Is this joke hack or were they the first to do it? I think it's a prob it's a, probably a little bit of both because time makes things hacky. When someone when someone says something is present in ha in or uh, some someone says a hacky in present time, I'm always like, mm. I think I think time is what makes something quote unquote hacky because you're like heard that a million times, right? But then also after enough time has passed, it's probably not hacky anymore because it's already been. You know what I mean? Like enough oh, yeah. has gone by. Now it can come back into the zeitgeist or whatever. Like I heard Steve Martin on an album. He's tapping the mic and he's going, is this thing on? Is this thing on? I was like, 
Did he do that first? Was maybe. he the first person to maybe. do that? Maybe. Well, he got he just got yelled at for King Tut. Did you see this? Like it wiped through the internet quickly. Oh no. People were mad about King Tut, obviously, because you know, they're like, this is racially insensitive. What how did people find this funny? And the baby boomer generation, of course, is like, you weren't there, you didn't get it. It was a time period. And even I was like, I didn't really remember it. Obviously, that was before our time. We're yeah. the same age. But also, I never put much thought into it. So it, it was like, yeah, that was a dumb character he did. Yeah, I never liked it, but not for any reason other than I just didn't find it funny. It just wasn't. I just ne- And I also kind of never saw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think I maybe saw it on YouTube, and I was like, okay. Yeah. But, but to go back at all the old comics bits would be exhausting, because you'd probably hate most of them, of people oh, that you like. yeah. I heard a Rodney Dangerfield joke where he goes... I get a lot of women because of who I am, a rapist. And I was like, oh, whoa. Even, like, I don't care about That's anything, insane. really. You know, it's like I've, I've listened to so much comedy that I'm like, but I was just listening to that, and even I was like, "Whoa, dude!" Yeah, that's he. Go, well, you got to go for it. You yeah, know, you got to yeah. put it out there. You got to swing as hard as you can. <laughs> Rodney was one of, but those guys that was a part of that culture was as much as they talk about current comics and shock comedy and stuff. They did all that shit too. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, that was just as shocking for their generation as anybody that talks right. about filthy shit today. Yeah, I just think there wasn't dirty back then. Wasn't really sex talk dirty. Right. It was more like that kind of stuff, dirty. Oh, yeah. Where now, you know, that older generation that mocks the young people and dirty and sex talk, you're like, yeah, but our your dirty was, you know, Vietnam War jokes. Right. And that was gross and dirty for your time. Yes. Or like if someone does a 9-11 joke now, which you have a whole album coming out. Dusty Slay, it's called 9-11, was my job. Uh, not an inside job, was my job. And it's coming out in September? Yeah, because I played a big role. Yes. You know, in 9-11. <laughs> yeah, you did. Actually, you know what? I Can you imagine if they booked you? If they're like, this is the guy that did it. Your face. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> right. When they could. Yeah, they really um, could. I feel like they really could. The news could put me on, uh-huh. and then everybody would go, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it was him. Do people from your hometown, how big was your hometown? I don't know population. Not We're right next to Auburn University. Oh, so, so there was enough people out there. Yeah, so we got- Are you yeah. a big deal back home? I don't know. But you know what I mean. Like, if you go to a, to a restaurant you used to go to when you were young, would people be like, holy shit? Well, I think people would be happy to see me. Sure. Okay, that's good. But I, you know, I did a show in, in my hometown, they, in Auburn. They opened a club, and a lot of people came. And it was really weird, like, I, you know, I had my merch table set up, and it was like, it was a weird, like, rapid-fire family reunion, class reunion type yeah. thing. Where like people that I remember from high school, but either they're not on Facebook or we're not Facebook friends, mm-hmm. it would be like my uncle and aunt. I'd be like, oh, great to see you. And then they buy a shirt. And then it's like people that I haven't thought of since high school. So 20 yeah. year old memories resurfacing in my brain. Good or bad? Uh, all, I guess not really good or bad, mm-hmm. but just like, oh, I'll remember you. Maybe Maybe there's, uh, there was a couple of girls that I'm like, oh, I remember thinking they were a little older than me. I thought they were really attractive. Yeah. So when they came in, it's like, I remember having crushes on them. Uh-huh. So I'm like, that's a weird memory to come back up. Because now they're at your show. Yeah. And now they're crushing on you. Yeah. But now you're unavailable and you're better. Now buy a shirt and get the fuck out of my <laughs> <Yeah>. life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, but that is a cool, like, did you, are you a... Did you go to your high school reunion? Are you one of these guys or no? I did. I went to the 10-year reunion. Good for uh, you. But I was, my 10-year reunion, I was still drinking. Okay. I was pretty overweight and I was sweating a lot. 
Yeah. I just remember I was drinking and I had a kind of a bowl cut. I had a different look. I had a real Austin Powers look going. Mm-hmm. And Handsome. my 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 forehead hair got really sweaty. And I remember going to the bathroom and toweling off a few times. But it was still fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just love you paint this picture like I was fat and sweaty and drunk, <laughs> sadly wiping away sweat. But you're like, I'm having a good time. Yeah, it was still fun. See, I didn't go. I'm sad I didn't go because I think it would have been fun. But I was working and I was gigging, I think. And I was like, I just can't oh, go. Yeah. And 20 years just happened. Right. Wait, 20 years just you happened for 2000. us. You graduated 2000. Yeah. No, no, no. I, no, 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 no. I'm 2002. Okay, I was 2000. I got held back a few years. Okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 38, and I'm 02. That's when I graduated. Okay. You might have been a little bit smarter than me. Well, yeah. I didn't get held back. I don't know that I shouldn't have, but I I don't didn't. know if I got held back, but now I'm thinking about it, I probably did. Maybe it was just a birthday. Look me in the face and say I didn't get held back. You didn't get held back. I got held back. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it was always <laughs> weird to see the kid that did get held back yeah. because you're like, I knew that you were a grade above me and now you're in my class. And they can't be mean to you because right. you're like, hey man, you don't, don't talk to me that way, guy who got held back. Yeah, you might be older and bigger, but you're, we all know that you're not as intelligent <laughs> <laughs> for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, we had our... Uh, yeah, the 20 year. I think they sent out a thing, an email saying that they were going to do it. And I had a, a girl that I had gone to high school with had said, would I, for the 10 year maybe, had said, would I be interested in performing? And I said, I'm going to have to politely decline. And she's like, oh, we were really kind of hoping you would surprise us and say yes. I just, those kind of things are hard for me. I can't, oh, yeah. I, I have, I get really shy around the family idea of like performing. When I go back to Chicago and I perform, Oof. Like I just did the Chicago theater and the hardest thing, it's not nerves. You're, I'm anxious about family and family friends being there. Oh yeah. Just cause I just, you're like, I don't know. You, you, they know you as the little boy they saw. Oh you know? yeah. And, and if you have family jokes that, you know, are slightly exaggerated, like they're like, oh, we know that's not true. I know. Don't you, do you ever feel weird when you say something? Well, like for me, it's strange. Like I, I have a dad uh, and a stepfather. And so I use them, uh, I, I intertwine those. When I say dad, oh, sometimes yeah. I'm talking about my stepdad, sometimes I'm talking about my biological father, but but only they will know. So when I did a joke in Chicago just like that, I thought, that is funny that only half, you know, only a small oh, portion yeah. of the room goes, well, that's not him. That's That's got to be the other one. Yeah, you know, and it's just easier to combine. I do that. I com- combine people in yes. my life where and, it's yeah. like, I can't be like telling you, like my brother-in-law's cousin's sister, it's like, now that's just my sister now. Of course, yeah. It ha- you, you have to, and sometimes you have to merge a story from this person and this person because it's close enough where you're like, it's too good to not use this detail for this story. Right. It belongs over here. Yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah, funny. they belong together. Right. I think people, I think that's a, I think comedy audiences are so smart these days. They know all that stuff anyway and they don't give a shit. Oh yeah. Because they're so keen. It used to, you know, there, there was that, that ongoing joke of like, oh, the audiences are dumb. Like, no, no, no. I think now, because of the internet and because of this kind of stuff, they're as keen as they've ever been. So they get it, but they still are like, we don't give a fuck. We want a good joke. Oh, yeah. Well, I have jokes about my mom smoking, right? But my mom actually never smoked. But I I did have Marlboro gear because my uncle smoked, my grandfather smoked, my sister smoked. Mm -hmm. And so all of their stories, I'm just like, you know what? That's my mom now. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. My dad smoked, and my step and uh, all the women he ever dated smoked. 
and I did get saved Marlboro Miles. Oh, yeah. I got myself a, uh, a windbreaker, a Marlboro G a windbreaker, and then uh, a Zippo was huge for me. Oh, yeah. But he made me promise I wouldn't smoke. Like, the Zippo, he was like, what do you want it for? And I was like, I just like fire. Such just, a cool thing. It's a cool thing. Yeah. But he was like, you just have to promise that you're not going to smoke with it. Like, yeah. that's not the reason you're getting it. And of course, I did end up smoking. Right. But I promised him I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. It's like, well, uh, you give me a Zippo. Of course I'm going to smoke. I'm going to at least try to smoke some cigarettes with it. Yeah, I'll promise you. And I mean it. I did mean it yeah. when I said it. Yeah. I smoked. Actually, the first thing I smoked was a cigar. Oh, yeah. Instead of a cigarette because a buddy's dad had a, a humidor and he stole a cigar and we smoked it under a bridge. Very red hot chili peppers. Oh, yeah. Us. And uh, the most disgusting. I mean, I was like barfing. All day on the way home because I we inhaled. Oh, yeah. We didn't know any better. Yeah. We were just <gasps> doing this, and it was so much smoke, and we stunk like shit. <laughs> it was so stupid. It's so dumb when you're trying to look. Like, do you remember the first time you, you got drunk or got stoned, and were you super young? Did you try stuff when you were super young? I did a few things, but I, I feel like I, I blossomed a little late. I mean, I was 17 the first time I remember getting drunk. That's not that. I don't think that's that late. I don't think. Uh, oh, okay. That yeah. seems pretty on the nose. But people, I guess, from, from Alabama, people always think that I should be drinking bourbon at 13, I guess. but Well, uh, I'm sure some of those people were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely have some relatives that I'm like, you're aging too fast. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, you know too much already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're old souls when they're 20. Yes. Yeah. In here... We pour whiskey. Hey, a lot of us think we know everything that's going on inside of our body, but you probably know almost nothing, right? The way that blood flows in that body is all you might know. From to hot, out and back around. But what's in your blood? What does it say about you? All right, people age at different speeds. Of course, I've been 40 since I was five, and now I'm finally almost 40, and I kind of look my age. Uh, but Inside Tracker is incredible. This has been created by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. They analyze your blood, DNA, and fitness tracking data identify where you're optimized and where you're not. They're going to tell you what you need more of and what you need less of. And I think that's super imperative to growth, to happiness, to health, and to succession of life, to feel better as you go on this long haul. It's going to improve your sleep. It's going to optimize your health. It's going to reduce stress. And I think Inside Tracker does a great job of showing you a daily action plan with personalized guidance on the right exercise, the right nutrition and supplementation for your body. They got me taking supplements finally to try to fill in the empty spots. When I was 20, it didn't matter, all right? I could eat 105 Wendy's cheeseburgers and then go work out right after. Can't do that anymore. Time's done changed. Uh, but uh, that's no longer the case with Inside Tracker. You can find out what's really going on. Uh, and you can add Interage 2.0 to any plan for a definitive calculation of your true biological age. It'll tell you exactly how old you is to see how you're aging from the inside out, not just the way you look. I know I got wrinkles. I know I got a weirdo face, but the inside's actually pretty good. My Inside Tracker data was pretty good. For a limited time, get 20% off the entire Inside Tracker store. 20% off the whole store. Just go to insidetracker.com slash whiskey insidetracker.com slash whiskey hey admit it most of us don't make the best food choices you know that I've talked pretty openly on this show about sometimes I want to eat a little slice of pizza pizza and go home and have popcorn and cereal and a couple of pieces of dark chocolate and then I might just start raiding the fridge for all sorts of stuff like loose cheese you know your boy likes loose cheese uh, but I gotta tell you the CDC says you should eat up to six cups of fruits and veggies a day zero chance I'm eating that much that's absurd but the best way to get that kind of nutrition to get that kind of amount of nutrition is a simple, simple thing like Field of Greens. Hey, daily. You can do this every single day. That's why I take Field of Greens every single day. I need my greens inside of my body. Field of Greens is powered 
with a full spectrum of essential vegetables and fruits, plus science-backed herbs and prebiotics. Keep that inside nice and healthy, all right? That's what you need. Field of Greens works fast, and if you're like me, you'll have way more energy. Do I need more energy? You can see how fast I'm talking right now into this microphone. That's because of Field of Greens. It's not because of anything else. You're going to feel healthier. Your skin are going to look healthier. It's going to help you lose weight, which you know I need. I still need to cut five, but I'm getting there, so don't judge. Uh, join me and take Field of Greens as well. Get that nutrition that you need without having to eat seven apples every single day. Uh, to help yourself get started, take that Field of Greens. Get 15% off your first order and then another 10% off when you subscribe for reoccurring orders. So you're going to get 15 from me. And then if you sign up, you're going to get another 10% off, which I think is pretty impressive. Visit fieldofgreens.com to learn about what's going on over there and use that promo code whiskey. Fieldofgreens.com. Use the promo code whiskey. Fieldofgreens.com. Promo code is whiskey. Fieldofgreens.com. The promo code, once again, you know it. It's whiskey. Ginger. I like gingers. I mean, I got a cousin. He's, you know, it's 16. He's taking apart a car and working on a Mustang. And I'm like, I don't know. You shouldn't know all this. But you need that guy around. That's a helpful man. Oh, yes. In case something goes awry. Because you're not fixing it. No. Oh, no. no. Sometimes people think I know about cars. But I, it's not true. Do you have a niche nerd thing that you nerd out about? Like, I don't know. I feel like I can do a lot of little things in a yeah. way like I, you know, I, I can, you know, I can change the ceiling fan out. I took a lamp. That's a lamp that you plug into the wall and I hardwired it into the Look ceiling, you. you know, so I can do some things. But do you have, a, I'm saying, I, I want to know, do you have like a, you know, everyone is a nerd in their own world. I don't, the word nerd gets overused. It's like, I'm a Star Wars nerd. You're like, you just like Star Wars. Oh, yeah. But I th do you have a thing that you are kind of obsessed with that you spend a lot of time on that's your thing that you nerd out about? Well, uh, I guess gardening. I've been getting into gardening. You're a green And oh. kind of homesteading. I'm looking into that. Right now, I, I bought some land in a more rural part of Tennessee. Okay. And I'm I having the, I, I found an Amish Mennonite community that builds cabins. Really? So I have them building me a cabin that's coming in August. This is incredible. Yeah, and I've planted a bunch of fruit trees out on the land. Wow. So I'm I'm planning this whole orchard type uh, getaway type thing. Is it like do you want to utilize it for other people to use at some point, or is this all just for you? I think uh, a little. I think for other people to utilize, maybe like I, a wedding venue or something like that. Well, I was thinking more of just a. There's a there is a venue in this town mm -hmm. that they do some shows. So okay. my my kind of my thought is I could bring comics, especially if they do you know Nashville. Zany, I could say, Zany. hey, maybe come on a Sunday night. Do a show out in McMinnville, stay out at the place. We'll cook out, have some cigars. This is cool. You know, just hang out. I got a little creek. I got a, I got a whole vision. I don't know how I'm going to pull it off because I do comedy every weekend. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You might and, have to take a couple of weeks off. Yeah, and I have a baby. But I'm hoping that as my baby begins to walk, she'll help. And help out. Yeah. As in start cooking and cleaning. Yeah, and digging doing holes stuff for the, the trees. Yeah. Yeah. Don't dig a hole too deep and don't lose the baby. Right. Yeah. That is a fear. It happens and it might happen out there, but you know what? We'll have another. You have another. You yeah. always can have another. I want to go to this. What are we going to call it? I don't know yet. I, 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 um, well, let's make it up right now. Yeah. And this has got to be it. Well, I, I can't like change it. With my last name, anything, like if you name it Slay Ranch, Slay then Ranch. it feels dark. Yeah, it, it feels, feels like what's going on ominous, out here. murderous, right? Yeah, but maybe that'll keep. But the your first name out. is sweet, dusty sweet. Yeah, right. Because you know, like I forever, Three Amigos, one of my favorite movies oh, of all yeah. time. Dusty Bottoms was yeah. probably one of the greatest names of all time. 
So what Dusty a great movie. I didn't watch that for a long time, and oh. I watched it as an adult for the first time, and I'm like, this is a great movie. So, so good. Yeah. One of my favorite jokes is when <laughs> there's a plane that's flying overhead, and he goes, oh, look, it's a male plane. And he goes, how can you tell? And he goes, you don't see the little testicles dangling off the back of the plane? <laughs> it's just such a good joke. It's such a, that movie is, is, is just rich with those tiny little miniature jokes that, by the way, when I was a kid, I caught some of them. But then as an adult rewatching it, it's because it's my wife's favorite movie. We'll, oh, we'll yeah. watch. Oh, my God. Between that and Big, which is my favorite movie. Okay. I've not watched it in a long time. Oh, Big is so good. It's just got a ton of little bullshit jokes. Yeah. Because anytime you can take the the ideology of a child and put it in the body of an adult, it's it's funny. I mean, that was our oh, whole- yeah. Every movie of our childhood was big person with little little child brain, right? Like Tommy Boy. Do you know what I mean? Dumb and Dumber. Tommy Boy is exactly where my mind went when you said that. I mean, that's what I mean, though. That yeah. was It was kind of like an- uh, That was the ideology of comedy in our youth was- can you put a little child's mindset or thought process into an adult brain and body? And inherently it's funny. I mean, that was like every comedy movie I loved was adults acting, talking, thinking like kids. And even up to like Elf, everything, oh, that, everything yeah. that Will Ferrell had done was also big person body, little child thought process. It's so true. And Steve Martin, the jerk. The jerk. It was yeah. exactly that. Yeah. Wow. All that stuff was how can we do Billy child, Madison? Yeah, childlike humor in an adult body. Wow. But it doesn't do it anymore. Now the comedies have to have nine <laughs> movie stars and one of them has to be an ex wrestler. Yeah, you know, I heard someone say that the best comedies are the actors don't realize they're in a comedy. That's really good. And yeah. I feel like that now everybody is like very self aware that they're in a comedy. They're really kind of breaking down that fourth wall, which I don't love when they like, they do this now in comedies often where they talk to the camera or they throw something to the audience. Right. Which happened so rarely in the old days that it was like awesome when it did. Yeah. But now it's a part of the joke. Yeah. You know, like Wedding Crashers, when it came out, I just, it blew my mind. I loved it. But so now it funny. does, I, I, to me, I'm like, I bet it would still be funny, but it doesn't hold up like 10 years ago movies. Like Uncle Buck forever will be- So good. Uh, you know, a, a great movie to me, but I don't Planes, know. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. So great. Yeah. You see what I mean though? It has to be someone in one of these characters that has the mind of a child. Right. Dell Griffith, ha John Candy has the mind of a child in that. He yes. is a childlike, whimsical, playful idiot. And I just think that's a little missing. We don't have enough of those movies now where you're like, Make this adult kind of a fucking goofball, but in a in a sweet way. Yeah, and there's an arc where you feel sorry for the guy at one point. Always. It's like in Wedding Crashers, do you really feel sorry that Owen Wilson doesn't get the I mean, he does get the girl in the end, but for No, that I don't moment, feel bad for him. You're like, oh, you've been getting laid the entire movie. <laughs> I don't feel bad that you've not found love. Right, but also you've been get you've been getting laid on the idea that all of these people believe that you belong at their wedding. So right. you're so you're a con artist who's getting laid. And now you try to con your way into one girl and you didn't get it. I don't feel too bad for you. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's sorry. I'm sorry you didn't find love. And then yeah. in the end, he does. He does, which I wish he didn't. It yes. would have been funnier if he didn't find love. I agree. Kind of like the twist for Farrell in, in old school that he, <laughs> that he ends up his, you know, like his wife, his, you know, his wife kind of like demands that he's becomes this guy that he's really not. And in the end, he kind of still is his forever teenager. Oh, yes. You're like, give me, that's, I like that. 
Leave him out to dry. I like it. Yeah, and then the whole the at the end he you know he kind of meets up with Luke Wilson's wife, yeah, our ex wife. Yeah, yeah, ex wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and really, it's like yeah. let crazy people have crazy people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't need a beautiful. <laughs> nobody needs a perfect loop. You know. Yeah. No, that that's the one thing I think. I hope our generation, as we get older, takes over of the comedy space. I hope they start making movies again, like because this it's all cyclical, right? They're making movies that we loved when we were kids. I'm hoping that we get to make movies or be a part of movies that we loved when we were kids. Yes. You know what I mean? Bring it back. Like, what's your what's your all-time favorite if you're feeling like you need just to break out a laugh and just sit down and just a stupid, dumb, beautiful movie to watch? Well, I, I do love Uncle Buck. That's and good. that's why I want, I like Happy Gilmore. I like, yeah. uh, like the old Adam Sandler movies. I mean, that's my childhood. That's yeah. my, my, my teen years. Um, yeah. Adam you told Sandler. me Schindler's List, too. That yes. was a big one on your... Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's a laugh a minute, that whole movie. I mean, it really gets good. By the end, it's really funny. Yes. It is very, very... Did you Have you ever thought about writing a film? I don't know. I have thought about it. I mean, you know, I wrote it. I had a TV show yeah. that I sold to ABC that didn't get made. Uh, about what, what my, was it called? It was a, well. It was I don't know that we had a uh, maybe the Dusty Road or something. It was about like it. Uh, me being in a trailer park as a kid, and then I had basically sold the same idea, new script to Hulu for a cartoon for an animated series. That's awesome. It was going to be really great. We already had artwork drawn for it. We wrote a script. I had a a guy that writes for Family Guy, helping me write it. Whoa. We had this great script. We had artwork, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> we we all thought this is going to be That's the, the story thing. of this business. Yes, we literally casted the movie. We started shooting. It's gone. It didn't exist. I mean, like when, when I was doing the ABC show, it would be like we would always get notes, and then it would be like, all right, all right, and then we would adjust the notes. With Hulu, they're like, we love it. There was barely no ever notes. any notes. Yeah, they were like, we love this. And then, you know, but it is what it is. So it's like, and I had another idea for a uh, a restaurant TV show. And then immediately the people I was working with kept changing everything. And I was like, oh, I don't want to, now I don't want to do it. You've, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I pitched an idea to you. You go, we love it. And then now you've, it's not my idea. They anymore. just knock it out of the sky. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, a deal with NBC one time and I wrote this show about growing up at uh, the dog track. My grandfather was a, a gambler who worked at the dog and horse track. And it was, you know, about that. And they were like, what if we put set it somewhere else? And I was like, that's the whole show. Oh, yeah. The whole fucking show is about growing up at a dog track. A dog track is a wild place. Isn't it beautiful, though, the idea? Because everybody knows, everyone. Th well, people think horse track and they think of, you know, famous derbies that they are aware of. Or, you know, like the, the, the uh, why can't I think of the name? The most famous oh, one. the Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Derby. Yeah. yeah. And like, that's their mindset. But ours was in this kind of dumpy shitty, yes. you know, sad, blue collar, picking up tickets off the floor at the end of the night. And I loved that world. And the dog track was even more underneath that because Greyhounds racing is sad. Well, that's in Alabama. You're, there's no gambling. You're not allowed to gamble. There's really? no lottery. But for some reason in shorter Alabama, there is a dog track where you can go and gamble. I don't know how it exists. It's all cash. <laughs> at some point, they even put in slot machines and they were advertising it on billboards and it's like that's illegal. Somebody knows a dirty secret about the sheriff, and yeah. he's not. He's like, look, just do it. And and, and they shut down me. the slot machines, but kept the dog track. But I went, and I had exactly what you said in mind: fancy Kentucky Derby. I thought <laughs> we're gonna. I'm 21 now. I thought we're gonna go. We're gonna have some drinks. There'll be some women around. Uh -huh. This is gonna be a lot of fun. We're Rude gonna make awakening. some bets. <laughs> 
And it was just the oldest, poorest looking men I've ever seen. I was actually like yeah. worried that we were going to get robbed. Oh, yeah. And then there was a guy that came up. I remember writing the notes. I wasn't a comedian, but I thought I have to write this down. And it was just a guy. His name was Butch. He was older. He had a suspenders, a big gut, missing some teeth. And he came over and he wanted to help us. Uh -huh. And he helped my friend. And my friend ended up winning quite a bit of money. Because he told you what to pick? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, you know, Butch wanted his cut. Of course. And But it was like my friend still ended up making quite a bit of money. God bless Butch. Yeah. I know he's not around anymore, but God bless him. Probably not. Who There's knows? no chance. <laughs> but he just lived. That's what he does. He just lives at the track. That was my grandfather. He worked the window of the dog track and the horse track. But that was only because he wanted to keep betting. But what's crazy about the track back then was... You people, not only are people betting on the dogs or the horses where, wherever you are, they're also betting on other shit there. Like they're playing OTB oh. at other fucking races and there's card games going on. Like these people are such degenerate gamblers. They can't gamble without gambling on something else. Wow. Beautiful. It's a beautiful culture. I just can't, I can't get into gambling at all. It. it I guess I've grown up with no money yeah. and I just can't see just finally getting some and then throwing it away it's, it's i mean i'll way. waste it on other things what's your most wasteful thing uh, what do you like oh i shouldn't buy this or do this but i do it all the time well i think gardening has become that but oh, but that's beautiful you're contributing is. to the environment but i think probably it's uh dvds and uh books i don't <laughs> even read i don't <laughs> But I just like, like the look of them. But I'm like, I, I always think they're going to ban a book or ban a DVD. And I'm like, I better buy it before they <laughs> like in 2020, they started banning all the uh, cop shows and stuff. And I was like, well, I better buy the entire uh, series of Andy Griffith uh, just in case. <laughs> in case they ban it. Because it's like a real show of my childhood. Yes. I, ne I don't even know if I've opened the DVDs. You know how many episodes I've seen of that show? My father's from North Carolina. Oh, yeah. And wow. it, like Andy Griffith was on in the background of my home. And I mean constantly. Oh, yeah. And if I call my dad right now, I bet you he's watching either Andy Griffith or sports. Something, if there's a game on, he's watching that. If not, it's Andy Griffith or the History Channel. Big, loves, he can't get enough. And also he's transitioned now in his more older age, to Ancient Aliens. Loves oh. Ancient Aliens. Well, see, that's uh, up until History and Aliens, it's my dad. My yeah. dad will not watch any movie with anything pertaining to space. He's like, I don't care about space. <laughs> I don't want to know about it. Yeah. But he he's watching Andy Griffith, baseball, uh, or or um, he has the baseball package. He'll watch any. He'll listen to baseball on the radio. Yeah. Does he, he keep score? Does he do that? He doesn't do that. Because that guy that goes to a baseball game and keeps manual score to me is beautiful, but also very sad. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's very <laughs> sad. You're like, thank God there's someone that still does it. Also, what's going on? Yeah. There's a guy at a baseball game, at the Dodger game we saw, you know, he still had the headphones on, so he's listening to the broadcast, because some people love listening to the broadcast. Oh, yeah. And also keeping score. My go-to is like, I don't make fun of this person, because they might that might be their thing that makes them mentally feel good, but also... Um, it, that's a lot. That's a lot to do instead of just enjoy the fucking baseball game. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, I think growing up where I grew up, there's not, there's not a lot of sports to go see. Like if you grew up in a big right. city, you can go see. But it's like we have. I used to go to a lot of Auburn University football games. Me and my mom would go watch women's uh, college basketball because the tickets were super cheap and mm -hmm. it would be something for us to do. Right. 
Um, and uh, my dad actually likes women's basketball the most because— There's more heart? What is well, because he used to play basketball, right? But he played basketball, you know, in the country with, you know, all white dudes where there's no one—no one can slam it. Right. Uh, so they ran plays, and that's <laughs> what he's like. He's like, I love watching the women. They're still running the plays. <laughs> you know, I love that your dad's like, see, I like this. Nobody can put it in the hoop. <laughs> right. I like that. No one can just put it right in. I like that. You got to run <laughs> yeah. a couple of plays, yeah. maybe miss a jumper and go to the other side. Yeah. He's like, when we were playing, no one could slam dunk. He's like, he likes chess when no one wins. It's right. just stalemate. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, dude, now you're close to probably the greatest women's franchise in basketball history at University of Tennessee. That women's team is like the greatest. Oh, Aren't they? Okay. They're one of the most winningest. Take your dad to University of Tennessee women's basketball because they had like, at one point, they I think they were the won the most championships or something. Uh, uh, a girl that went to my sister high school, Candace Parker, who's very famous now. Oh yeah, I feel she like went I there. Know She's that like yeah. one of the ones of the greatest oh, yeah. WNBA players of all time. But she went there, and I remember my dad went to University of Tennessee. That's why I say that. And he was big on the. He was like the women's basketball is better than the men's basketball. Oh yeah, he loved it. Well, it's also I think because they had a good legacy to them. In the men's basketball, he would just complain about. Oh, yeah. He just, like you know. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, my dad complains about men's basketball because he's like, oh, they travel every play. And I don't know. Maybe they do. I, I think they, I think a lot. There's a lot of carries now because you, you can't put your hand underneath the ball. You know, it has to always stay on top or on the side. But everyone does, picks. Everyone right. puts it. Everyone does this when they're. It's almost like on the, on the side on the side bottom. Right. So you could call it. But, you know. And he also did some high school refereeing. Oh, this guy's serious. Yeah. So okay. when you, yeah, you learn the, you know, the play. And my dad, I remember my dad trying to teach me how to shoot basketball. I mean, I can't. I mean, I'm okay mm-hmm. at sports. Mm-hmm. You got a little pickup game, but it's it's embarrassing the way I shoot a basketball. I think your form is. I mean, poor. I I used to could just throw it up like this, <laughs> and I would hit it. You would with the. It's almost like the two the bat the basket throw yeah, the old I just basket would throw. Fling it up like that. There you hit go. it off the backboard. I mean, I was nailing them. I mean, three-point shootout at the rec center one time, I, you know, I got, like, second place. Really? No one ever cares about second place, but. No. We know that after yes. your mom's bowling trophies. Yeah. Right. But this is kind of runs in your family, I guess. Yeah. We're like, we don't need to be the best. We'll be near it, though. Yeah. It's nice to be right near it. Right. Which is funny because in a lot of sports, too, when you, like, you know, like F1, I, I've gotten into F1 because of that documentary that, uh. Drive to Survive, and I never knew anything oh, yeah. about it. I still don't know anything about it, but I love watching it. Yeah. But when you podium at all, when you're second and or third, it's insane. It's so impressive that the the, the rudest thing about podium is first is way higher and second's oh, a little yeah. bit lower, and third is basically on the ground. Right, you're not even on the, on the <laughs> it's thing. It's so rude. It's like, wait, why can't it just be a place where all three of them are right near each other and we just designate, obviously, this is guy one, two, three. Yeah, you know, my family was a my my mom's side big NASCAR family growing up. Yeah. I mean, they're still into it a bit, but when I was growing up, I mean, the the Dale Earnhardt, Kyle Petty, um Alan Kowicki, uh Davey Allison days, it's like That's a big deal to you. Like it was, you know, and all of these guys just suddenly died. Like, you right. know, tragically like too, huh? Plane crashes, car wrecks, helicopter crashes. I mean, they were just dropping out here. <laughs> And I liked Kyle Petty because he drove the Mellow Yellow car, and I yes. liked Mellow Yellow as a kid. Uh, I remember having, I was in a choral group. Well, it was an, an elective in school. You know, you had to. Sure. And they wanted us to dress nice one day for it. And my mom put me in my newest Kyle Petty t-shirt. 
So like everybody's dressed. I mean, I got a brand new shirt. It was new. That's nice. Yeah. Nice but is it's, new. You know, it's like Kyle Petty. The car is like floating in space or whatever. So it has the stars. Cool. But it looks like paint droppings. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I have school photos of me in. And I think I have one of me in a Kyle Petty T-shirt, but with a turtleneck underneath. Okay. So well, we, that's fancy. Yeah, you fancied yeah. it up. I mean, there is no style. And my, my mom and dad, no style. My dad wears overalls every day, and my mom still talks about not knowing how to dress. But I got to tell you, overalls, very comfortable and also quick to get out of. Yes. Just slip, snap, and you're gone. That is true. Access is nice. So, okay, let me, let me, let's list some, some, uh, some Southern-only foods or drinks that you might. Moon pies? Are you a big moon pie fan? I, I, I did. As a kid, I would eat a lot of moon pies. I'm not into them now. I try to do better for my body. But a couple of a moon pie here one. and there is fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people that don't good. know, if you can find yourself a moon pie, if you're not living near the South, if at some point you do go, I think grab a moon pie. It's worth it. What about cheer wine? You're a cheer wine fan. Cheer wine, I like. Um, I feel like I was, you know, like an RC as a kid. You're more of an RC kid. I liked RC. Um, also, Bluebell ice cream. Well, that's huge down by you guys. Yes. I mean, it was so big that there was a lawsuit for Bluebell for it. It killed people, and they washed it away and we're like no big deal because they had some weird bacterial infection oh yeah that well came from it and you know what doesn't matter it's still delicious i can you know as as like as i've gotten older i've like tried to be more health conscious i'm trying to pay attention to foods and sure. i'll tell my parents and if it's something they like they could you could tell them there is poison in this right now that's gonna kill you and they're like they they would be offended by it <laughs> they're like, like i'm eating it how dare you talk that way Right. About this delicious You've forgotten meal. where you've come from. <laughs> I come from poison food. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's it's better to be conscious as you get older. I get it. But also, I, there's still childish things that I'll never get away from. That I Like last night, I last, I got a donut at 1030 at night because there's a great little donut shop by a, a great sweet little man. And he's got a little window and it's cash only. And I feel like I'm supporting small businesses. Do I need yeah. a couple of donuts at 1030 at night? Of course not. But do I want it? Yeah. So I'm going to get it. I'm going to get yeah. myself a couple of donuts and also, fine, I'll walk more today. Right. Uh, there needs to be some exchange. There is something about eating something like that, like a tub of ice cream or a mm -hmm. donut where you're like, you know you don't need it, you're eating it, and then when you're done with it, you're like, I regret it in a way, but yeah. I'm also like, I, I will do it again. I will do this again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, okay, listen. You're on tour. Uh, plug where you're up. What you're up to in the next couple of weeks or so. This will come out in a week. So where are you going? Well, next weekend I'm going to uh, the Comedy Catch in Chattanooga. Chattanooga. Yeah, I go there. Uh, I usually go there once a year. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to Magoobie's Comedy Club. I've never been, but I love the name. I've never been Magoobs. either. In they, it says Baltimore, but if you look up the address, it's, it's a little different of a city. Yeah. I feel like that's all the clubs. Yeah. I do the Chicago Improv, which is in Schaumburg. That's quite, the Schaumburg Improv, yes, as we call it. Yes. Yeah. Quite a bit of ways. Have from you done Chicago. Zany's downtown? I have not. Well, you can get on that Zany's rope because you're a Zany's guy out in Nashville. Yeah, and now Lucy, that books all the stuff at Zany's Nashville, I think, is now starting to run the Chicago clubs too. She should because yeah. she's incredible. We love Lucy. Shout out to Lucy and also a Webb, her husband, Aaron yes, Weber. Absolutely. Good, good guy who played golf with me inside the hotel in Austin. We we hit the simulator and boy, oh, okay. oh boy, was he bad. Oh, was he bad? Yeah, I love him to death. Boy, oh boy, he was he bad. He told me that he's been golfing a bit. This was bad. 
Wow, okay. Because he told me he's gotten into golfing. No, no, no. In real life might be good. This was bad. Well, I, you know, my dad lives on a farm, and he always told me, he said, he always felt like golfing was a waste of a good cow pasture. That's right. So we never golfed. Yeah. But then lately, my dad my dad goes, you, you ever go golfing? And I was like, no. He goes, I got into it a little bit. I'm like, is my whole childhood a lie now? Yes. It's like, you tell me these things, and it's like, you were like, oh, I golfed a little bit? It is, actually. Your whole childhood is typically a lie. I mean, my dad used to tell me, he told me the gas, the gas thing on your car, right? When you unscrew the cap, yeah. if it doesn't have the thing that attaches, he said, put it on the gas pump. That way, if you drive off and forget it, you at least remember where you left it and you go back and get it. Mm -hmm. So as an adult, I'm doing that. And then he, he puts it on top of the car and I go, whoa, you always told me to put it on the gas pump. He goes, ah, you'll be so far down the road. You won't want to come back and get it. I'm like, you know, I've lived my whole life this way. <laughs> I like that we adopt these things where our parents are like, I just said that once. <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, but I'm, it meant a lot to me. I was yeah. a child. Yeah, but I didn't mean it. Just just get in the car and shut up. <laughs> yeah. Our whole childhood is a lie. That's going to be the name of this episode because our whole childhood, typically as you get older, you're like, I didn't. I thought that mom was blah, blah, blah. And they're like, no, we just said that to you, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. That's our whole childhood. But, uh, but one more date then. In yeah, give it. In June, I'll be in Huntsville, Alabama. Ooh, Huntsville. I've, I've taken off most of June, but I have one weekend in Huntsville. In Huntsville. I like it. Down. I've done that. Yeah. I've done the Huntsville because I've done Zanies and then they drive you down to Huntsville. Oh, yeah. And I was uh, happy to learn. <laughs> the guy was like, I was like, he's like, have you ever been to Huntsville, Alabama? I was like, no. And the driver was like, you're going to like it. It's great. The crowds are going to be great. And I was like, yeah, I hope. I mean, I, you know, I was positive about it. And he goes, you know, NASA's like right down the street. I was like, is it really? He goes, yeah, one of the campuses here has a lot of uh, rocket uh, aerospace engineers and rocket scientists. I was like, no shit. And he was like, yeah, it's, it's more diverse than you think. And I was like, wow. And I was soaking that in. And then about five minutes later, he goes, uh, the KKK started right down that road oh, yeah. too. And I was like, okay, <laughs> just leave me with the NASA information. I didn't yes. need the other half of it. But he was like, that one's right down that road. I go, well, let's just stay on these roads then. And then we'll just get to the venue. But well, I, it's but it's diverse. Well, you know, the fun <laughs> thing about Huntsville is like, I'm from Alabama. I love Alabama. I love to go there. But it's not always the best comedy audiences. Yeah, right? it was okay. It was okay. And Huntsville, it is that weird mix where you'll have the the PhDs from, from NASA, but then also the regular Huntsville folks. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know. Um, I've had some really great shows in Huntsville and some yeah. others where people are just kind of looking at me like, because I think that I have this look sometimes where it's like, like a really more of a redneck crowd will be attracted to me based on the look, yeah. but then not really that into my comedy. <laughs> and then sometimes I get people that don't come based on my look, but what if, but they do show up, they're like, oh, we like this guy. You're an anomaly. Yes. You're, you're a perfect opposite of, you, nobody knows what they're going to get when they see you. I think that's right. And that's beautiful. That's why when I did JFL in 2018, I think it blew people's minds because I walked out looking how I look and mm -hmm. then did jokes and they were like, oh. This isn't this, what I thought he would do. Yeah, this yeah. guy's got jokes here. Is he not going to sing a song? <laughs> 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 Go see this man live. Uh, you are a very funny comedian. I think you're uh, super talented. Go see Dusty on the road. Your website is uh, what? Dusty Slay? DustySlay.com. DustySlay.com. Go see him. We end the episode the same way. I appreciate you. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, look into that camera right there. That's your camera. And you got to end the episode with one word or one phrase. It's going to it's gonna be embedded forever in history. So one word or one phrase whenever you'd like. Well, we're having a good time. In here, 
We pour whiskey, 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 whiskey. You were that creature in the ginger beard. Sturdy and ginger. Like vampires, the ginger gene is a curse. Gingers are beautiful. You owe me $5 for the whiskey and $75 for the horse. Gingers are hell no. This whiskey is excellent. Ginger. I like gingers.